This is the path we take. I'm your host, Hayden Anderson. And I'm Natalie Lorati. And welcome to our show. Welcome back, everybody. Today is going to be a super special episode. We have right next to me, in the flesh, Seth Pearson <laughs> of Love Amped. Woohoo! Good morning, Natalie. <laughs> Good morning. So early. So early for I'm you. So, so happy to have Seth here. Well, you were out late too. Well, yeah, we, we went out on town, FOCO last night. We saw a nice tree lighting ceremony, or not tree lighting, holiday lighting ceremony. There was no tree. There really wasn't. <laughs> there really wasn't. We were like looking for a tree the whole time. Was, no, was I thought like, you were trying to be that? like PC or something for a second. And I was really confused. <laughs> No, there just wasn't a tree. Okay. <laughs> and I wanted it. We, we I both, wanted it. We both wanted a tree. <laughs> but it's been treat. It's been sweet. It's been sweet. It's been treat. It's been and- treat. Fort Collins has been lovely. And how long have you been there now to visit Hayden? 48 hours or so. Mm-hmm. What, what a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> we hung out in Denver. We went and saw Dead Mal. Dead Mal 5. The Dead Mal 5 at the Red Rocks. Oh, that looked super cool. It was amazing. It was, it was so cool. First time at Red Rocks and gosh, you know, one off the bucket list. Mm-hmm. So Nat, what have you been up to? Nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I've just been so busy with work this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight I get to go to the Blazer Laker game. Ooh. So that's really fun. They won last night against the Indiana Pacers. Um, I literally, I've tried a bunch of new food this week, restaurants. Ooh, did you find any winners? Yeah, um, one, I don't know if it was open when you were here, but it was called Bullard. It's on Alder, and it's in one of the hotels. I can't remember what it's called. But we got, like, a seafood tower and fajitas and a bunch of random stuff. It was really good. Glad to see you're branching out. Trying My to- week was filled with like food and work, which is <laughs> and Ted Lasso. Oh my god. What is oh everyone's thing god. with Ted Lasso? Yes. I haven't heard of this until the yesterday. highlight of my week. I don't know why I didn't bring that up. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. Ted is like the most amazing character. Actually, Roy Kent also is. Jamie's growing on me a ton. And I now love mustaches. So what? <laughs> what is the show? It's... You need to watch it. Oh my god! Oh god, as I shared yesterday, I don't watch too much TV. And I don't either, and is... I can't not. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful show. Yeah, just, just heartwarming, and also just so clever and fast and witty. Nice selfie. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I don't like it though. But I think if you have Apple TV or know someone that has Apple TV, you should watch it. That's not an ad. Should I not say that? It's, it's not an ad. It's this not is not an ad. ad. We just and apparently we we really had <laughs> Lasso, and I've never heard of him or them. Shouldn't assume you'll you'll fall in love. It's gonna be so great. But a friend and I are like getting through it. All right. So today, dear listeners, we are talking with Seattle self love warrior himself. And we are going to talk about self-love. We have some great questions to go over. Super excited for them. Seth, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Oh, my gosh. I would love to tell you guys about this. So I definitely am in the healing space. I focus on helping others love themselves as much as possible, Mm -hmm. while at the same time, healing myself and loving myself the most in parallel Mm. and through that experience i've also branched out into other sorts of feelings like Mm. through through magic or um the hypnosis Mm -hmm. all sorts of different kind of spiritual uh infused healing modalities Mm. And through all these experiences have been uh, expanding my impact through group programs, uh, the Purpose Accelerator, um, which is 
helping others find more meaning and fulfillment in their life um, in a group setting. And it's just, it's just a treat all the time. It's super fun. And for those that don't know, I was actually in the Purpose Accelerator. Yes. And part of the reason why this podcast even exists is coming from that Purpose Accelerator. Woohoo! Yeah. Is that how you two met? So cool. No, we have known each other for a long time. Long time. Do you want to give a little background on that? Sure. So I've known Seth since I was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has always kind of just been there uh his father and my father uh used to work with each other and we were just always good family friends and have just always known each other hung out every once in a while nothing too crazy we've definitely gotten a lot closer in the last couple of years i feel like mm-hmm. you both have seen each other's growth throughout like basically your entire lifetime yeah yeah Absolutely. A lot of different experiences, shared a lot of big experiences as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we've known each other a bit. Uh, Seth, one more question before we jump into some other things. Where can we find you? Oh my gosh. Y'all can find me on Instagram at loveampedseth. That's L-O-V. A-M-P-E-D-S-E-T-H or loveamped.com. You can also type in my name, Seth Pearson, on YouTube and find a whole bunch of fun videos. Mm-hmm. Whole, a whole a, gob of them. A gob of <laughs> you may have never expected to see on, on the old YouTube. But you got yeah. it. You got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's also my own podcast, Love Amped, on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts or all your favorite streaming services. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Amazing. So, Seth, I do have a few questions for you. And I, I hope that you can answer all of them for us, but that's all right. So, I'm we'll start off with a curveball. We're going to start off strong. Oh, okay. Do- <laughs> and some of these are mine. And I'm going to just go off with that because I just figured that they're some good questions. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between self-love and being unapologetically yourself? Oh my gosh, those are my questions. (laughs) Rude. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So something that came to mind uh, when I hear that is that sometimes when um, there's the ability to be one self be truly authentic in the moment that actually might be not very loving depending on someone's uh point in their own progression being super authentic might be being a total asshole like if say someone is not coming from a place of of love i mean that's that can be really authentic and at the same time, that's probably also not the most loving way to, to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to combine both because through the, the research out there, those that have higher levels of self-love actually are a better and more loving person in relationships. And so being able to know how to be oneself while also being a good friend, a good partner, a good business partner, all of that can come from a place of authenticity, but also from a place of love and kindness when one has self-love. So it may be the right thing to be in the moment for someone to be absolutely authentic, but also to be a jerk because that's all that person might know at the time but it might not totally be self-love is that what you're saying it might not come from a place of love which Mm. those that have more self-love will most likely be more loving in relationships though then that also brings in the idea of um not being authentic and still being loving Mm. so there's like there's a shadow of each side of those ways of being interesting 
Interesting. Hmm. Not well, what is your next question? Oh, hold on. I don't know. Otherwise, I got one. Okay, go for it. I just knew that was my top question, and I gotta look again. <laughs> I, I I ruined it for you. We we you know had great minds and it's, we thought alike. It's fine. <laughs> Beth, how do you work on self love daily? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I put a huge emph- emphasis on my kind of healing journey. Mm-hmm. I make sure that I am, for example, a lot of the things that I do on a weekly basis is um, a chiropractic adjustment. I do, I get a massage every two weeks. And so like working on my physical structure is Mm -hmm. one big aspect. Um, Also that what I spoke to is that I also do a lot of energetic healings Mm -hmm. as well. So not only giving, but also receiving as well. And I, and I know that kind of having my, my energy, my physical structure in a good place can definitely lead to simply feeling really good during the day. Mm -hmm. And if I'm feeling good, I'm in the better space to, to create, to uh, interact with others, to plan and vision for say a, a new program that I'm creating or think of the the clients in my mm-hmm. life what would be best for them and and when creating content i also know that working on self love i'm i'm constantly looking for little pockets of um aspects of myself that i go whoa hold up i'm not having an easy time loving myself for example this happened this week this is one of my favorite examples of this week which is I was <laughs> reviewing a cold plunging video that I did uh, with one of my best friends and my partner. And I noticed in the video, there's a moment where we, we like catch a glimpse of my like back and my butt. And I just am not used to seeing my back or my butt that often. <laughs> I just had this moment where I was like, huh, I don't like it's not like that I was like negative towards my image or anything, but I was like, that's just like a new area of myself. I guess I get to love. I'm like, I'm not used to seeing my butt. What is going on there? (laughs) Like, why isn't like, it's for example, like when I look at, when I look like say a picture of of my chest or me from the front or something like that, I'm like, yeah, look at him go. Uh, Seth Pearson. I love that. Um, And for some reason, it's a little different because I'm not as exposed to <laughs> seeing pictures of my back. And, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm making sure that if there's new areas of myself to love, that I make sure to give that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I do too. Take care. And also like a cute little story of the week. That was that was a good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, one of my questions is, how can you help as a friend on someone else's self love journey? Oh, oh my gosh! Yes, so beautiful. Well, right off the bat, um, yeah, the an aspect of of the the course that I made called Blast into Self Love. One of the first modules is telling other people that you're working on self-love so doing it yourself can be the first big indicator for someone else Mm -hmm. because if it's it's not necessarily about i'm gonna change other people i'm gonna force them to to work on themselves because i know it'd be good for them (laughs) (laughs) there might not be a lot of uh, they they may not be ready for it and yeah. they end up hurting the relationship. I know I've been through experiences, especially say with my dad, where I've, I've like wanted him to grow. Like there was probably two or three years ago where I, I would just want him to, dang it, dad, just if you, if you just did this thing, it would be just so much better and you'd be happier. But that just led to like, suffering and pain um 
And it just, it had to end up being his choice when he was ready to grow, work on himself. Um, and I know for me, simply exposing others to different concepts, not necessarily <laughs> saying you have to do this, but in the way of this may help what you're going through. It's like an, it's like an open invitation. It's a different way of phrasing it that makes it a lot more inviting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. So would you say it's starting with yourself vocally about it as well? So other people know about it, but really just starting with yourself and making sure that you love yourself before you can really go for it. Like, I feel like, yeah, if you, with a lot of things, if you start with yourself and you show others that, hey, this is what I'm doing, uh, you're not only holding yourself accountable through other people, mm-hmm. but you're also putting yourself out there to be able to show other people like, hey, I, it's okay to work on these things. It's okay to talk about these things. I'm someone you can also talk to with these things. And so I guess just kind of rephrase uh, what you said is like, start with yourself, be a little vocal about it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be a little vocal. Mm-hmm. People, people want to hear your voice. People mm-hmm. love hearing your voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. So you haven't always been a life coach. Correct. For, for a long time, you were in the augmented reality space. What is something that you were probably surprised about learning about yourself with self-love coming out of that and going into? Whoa. Yes. Okay. Well, something that's like very obvious and still big and needs to be mentioned that I can make money helping people heal themselves. Mm. Just like that belief, like right off the bat, like I was used to, uh, I believe six years, yeah, six years making money by making software and and games. And so I was not used to making money in any other way. Mm-hmm. And so just like all of the stories around, oh, well, sets are not going to make as much money when you're not in software, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. So there was like that part of loving myself that I guess to get get to go I am worthy of being a coach that makes money I am worthy of running a, a small business that's not gonna fail like and if it does like it's gonna be okay mm. those those are those are huge I mean when I made the decision to start love amped as like a LLC and register it mm-hmm. it was one of the biggest deciding moments in in my life because I had to I had to let go of what no longer was me. So I had to like love an older version of myself, but also love the shit out of who I really was, mm. bringing that authentic, another layer of authentic self into it. Oh, and I've heard this story before. You put in your two weeks. How how soon after you you registered your LLC? Um, oh, it was like 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was sitting, I was sitting in this, um, this place that's no longer open in, uh, in West Seattle. I think it's called like, uh, oh man, it's called like heartbeat or something like that. Uh, it's this awesome vegan organic spot. And I just remember registering the LLC on my phone and then immediately calling the CEO like afterwards, and just I'm like, like, was like I was shaking, you know, for sure. <laughs> There's even a video of me that I still haven't posted anywhere of me like talking to myself, like from the from the past, and be like, Seth, you really did it this time. Like this is here we go. The ride of the life of, of your life is continuing to happen here. So were you planning on on putting in your two weeks? As soon as you did that? Yeah. Oh, that okay. was kind of the the whole plan. This, You're like, as soon as I do this, I oh I, my gosh. I gotta go full force. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. It's like speaking it into existence there. Was it hard at the beginning? Uh at hard when <laughs> everything <laughs> feels like a new beginning all the time. I was like, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, like, so like, say when I put in the two, the like, or my notice that I was leaving the company, mm-hmm. which was actually about a month and a half. I gave a month and a half because I was such a big part of the company. Uh, I made sure to give them plenty of cushion space and myself included as well, really. Um, and yeah, it felt weird. I mean, it actually, it felt a little better being in the office, knowing that I was going to be out of there because mm-hmm. I could energetically start to let go of things mm. and see it. But it was also like hard for other people because there was like, I know that the CEO was like actively in denial that I was actually leaving. And <laughs> there's just other people that were just like, you're leaving to do what? <laughs> Wait, you can do that? Like there was still people that, that thought, well, maybe, yeah, maybe you'll go back to college and get like a master's for psychology or psych- psychiatry. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> wow. I have necessary. two follow-ups to that. Yeah, please. One, were, did you find that people were supportive of you throughout that? Yes. Oh my gosh. So one of the most beautiful things is even before leading up to that moment, I would call every single one of my friends that I knew had their own business. There was my friend, one that always comes to mind is my friend, Jesse Warren, who left fricking SpaceX to be a full-time comedian. And like that to me just seemed like, wow, that is one of the most epic transitions I've ever heard. That's amazing. I know. Right. He's an (laughs) awesome dude. And, um, and like he, he, I remember I called him like while I was in the office, I used to make so many phone calls, like near the end, like <laughs> in the office to people to be like, how to help me. And Please tell body, me I'm doing the right thing. Please tell me I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, Cause my, my body was still like pretty scared of like what was to come. Um, especially leading up to like saying that I was leaving and he was just like, Seth, here's the thing. Your body's going to tell you that this isn't safe. Like even after you, you put in your notice and it's okay. You just got to keep going. And he's like, it's been, I think it had been two plus years for him since he left. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm like, I'm really grateful. I'm able to make a living. Like I'm okay. Um, he also has developed his own like comedy show where uh, like a roasting show where he has other people jo- join on um, and is continues to make more of a name of himself and he's like dude i'm like the happiest i've ever been because of this choice and i was like thank you jesse you're so <laughs> thank you and then i just i got to it really just shifted my perspective i then noticed oh i actually have quite a bit of friends that have their own companies and they and they do well and they all look different um absolutely and it was <laughs> It was just so, it was just that next step. It was that next step into, whoa, this is what life could be like. You had another follow-up? Yes. How long into your, what was it, augmented reality career or like job, did you realize that you wanted to switch or were you, was that kind of something you've always had in the back of your mind? And I want to, I want to interject real quick. It was a fairly successful augmented reality company. He has something in the Space Needle right now. Mm-hmm. You go to go to the base of the Space Needle, you'll find an augmented reality. It was a bungee jumping off the Space yeah, Needle. Virtual bungee jumping. Experience. And oh. that is that is something you worked on. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, Jeez. worked on over a hundred projects while we were while we were doing that while I was there. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So. I really think that it's, it started simply a year out of college. The first, I worked for two companies out of, out of college. And uh, the first one was a, uh, an iOS, like kind of mobile game, beat em up game that was made for the, the Chinese market. And it would have like, so some of the big, like power players of the game companies of China, like investing in it. Um, and working there was such a just not great experience. Great people there. There's great people there, but working there was not great. And uh, I think my all like the remaining kind of like drive and passion I had for specifically games like died there. Like it was, oh. and 
I saw the this next company, like the VR AR company, as a space for me to kind of you know work on cool stuff and at the same time create a more like balanced life. Because I noticed that my my life was so out of balance at that at that time, especially through going through school. It was a really intense experience. So I knew my intention was to begin to figure out what else was out there. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I, I had no idea what was next. I remember when I was talking with one of my good friends when we lived in uh, Bellevue in around in the Seattle area. I remember the first time of talking about being a coach in some way was a fitness coach. I think for a, a little while I was playing with that idea. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, fitness coach, because it, you know, it made sense. I wanted to like help people better themselves. And I was such, a, I was like figuring out how can I work with like my wonderful gifts of just being just the, the, the glorious Seth Pearson, the, the wonderful beam of light that I mm-hmm. am to help other people. And so it, it was, I had, to, I had to kind of start somewhere. Interesting. Hayden, did you know that? Uh, there was a lot that I've learned in this. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we do have a guest question. I think would be a great one to go over. Uh, and it's how does one start loving themselves? And there's, there's a second part of this question, but I want to start with how do you start <gasps> loving yourself? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this question. Such a good question. Thank you guest. So there's this wonderful person named Kristen Neff who created the mindful center of self-compassion. She's written a lot of great books on it and she's done just incredible research, which has led to some straight up this great kind of like bare bones, like answers and fundamentals to self-love. So the, a great way to start with self-love is to look at kind of the three ingredients of self-love. The first one being self-cherishment. So the, I came up with this word by <clears throat> working with, uh, her name was Michelle Sherman of the Bast Institute. Uh, it's just this a beautiful idea of treating yourself as your own child almost. Even if you don't have a child, imagining what it would be like to love yourself so much and care for yourself like a a little being Uh, just so much kindness so much gentleness the uh, absolute unconditional love of oneself like giving that to yourself in the experience no matter what Uh, especially as say the the tough thoughts the the maybe negative habits that one is trying to break, being able to love yourself through that, no matter what. So that's step number one. Step number two is looking at shared humanity. One aspect that can rock people so much is the feeling of loneliness or not belonging. And the the fact is, is that we are truly all connected. And even the experiences, especially the tough ones, that we as humans experience are shared experiences. Even if they don't look exactly the same as someone else, they're still the human experience. Thus, you are never alone. One aspect that we talk about in Blast into Self-Love, in the Purpose Accelerator, or any client that I work one-on-one, is we look for the what's called the core wound or the shadow. It's a negative, intense belief about oneself that actually is shared amongst many, many humans. There's only 15 of them. Mine is that I'm not worthy. And so knowing that if there's ever a situation that I'm in, uh, I get to ask myself, am I in a place of worthiness? Am Am I taking care of myself? Am I looking at myself as though I am worthy? And the beautiful thing is with there being 15, That means that I share that core wound with a half a billion other people. There's no way to feel lonely thinking about those types of numbers. It's like, even even if I'm crying to myself and I'm having a hard time at 2 a.m. in the morning and I can't sleep and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this aspect of my life is so hard. Ah!" It's like, there's probably someone else 
also awake right now going through a tough moment and like, wow, I feel okay because of that. Like, I don't feel alone. And so that's really beautiful to keep in mind at any moment, especially tough moments. And then third is to bring in presence. One aspect of, I don't know, I think a, a way that negative habits or tough experiences in, in life can keep continuing is when we are not present with ourselves, not able to truly feel what is happening in a moment or really checking in with what, uh, what are our needs, our wants, our desires, because at that point, then it comes back to that, like inauthenticity mm -hmm. is happening and one does not know themselves if they're not able to check in with really what's going on. Mm -hmm. And at that point, especially in say the realm of mental health, not knowing like what is it, what is making us upset? What is making us happy? We don't even know where to look at that point. So it's so important to be present with, with what is no matter what, to be able to move through and transmute and turn into a whole new experience. Mm -hmm. And the second, the second part of this question is, is there a difference or a different way to practice or to start loving yourself when you've spent your entire life hating yourself? No, that's the beautiful thing is that self-love versus someone has self-love or they don't. It is a actual skill that can be developed. So something that we also do in Blast and Self-Love and Purpose Accelerator is the on the first section of modules is measuring one's own self-love levels mm. and so another beautiful thing that Kristen Neff developed is these incredible questions of actually getting a good gauge of where someone's at in their self-love journey and so if even if someone's spent their whole life hating themselves they might start at a at a, <laughs> a 0.5 out of five in the realm of um, their self-love levels. And even that, just bringing awareness, just labeling what it mm -hmm. is can begin the process of, oh, well, that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I know what that is and I can measure it. And let's go from there. If you've uh, ever been to a therapist and very depressed, you'll usually get this form uh, it's not this one, but it's something kind of similar. Just imagine that, but more geared towards self-love. And it's, it's, I remember taking it and I was a little bit surprised because I thought I was doing really well when I took it. And I was like, there is still so much more that I can, that I can do, that I can do to love myself. And I thought that was, that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I was happy to, happy to keep going and learn to love myself even more. It's also like you're never stopping either. Oh no, you're I feel like you're always constantly working on it. Absolutely. Um, would you say, especially if you've spent most of your life hating yourself and you were trying to figure out how do I start self-love, would you say the best way is to just start it? Just try little bits here and there at a time? Or would you say that a lot of it is probably preconceived notions getting in your way, uh, like thinking I can't do certain things because it's not societally right. I mean, that, that's mm. kind of part of the path we take as a whole mm. is what is it that's making us not happy? What is it that's mm. making us not like ourselves? Is it mm. not living to ourself or is it more just trying to follow somebody else's path or someone else's indent in the world to try and to find that out beautiful from from there it, it sounds like self-acceptance mm. like start with self-acceptance it start with forgiveness mm -hmm. that 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 acceptance and forgiveness is gonna allow because it, it, it might not be easy to forgive everything that's mm -hmm. happened and that's okay. There might even be other people involved. And that's okay if you're not ready to forgive them. But simply starting with an aspect of yourself that you're ready to forgive 
to be able to move forward because if there isn't that kind of self-acceptance piece, then that is going to be in your psyche moving forward. That's going to create like your negative ego, that subconscious is going to be holding on to that. Mm -hmm. And say, even with starting with affirmations Mm -hmm. of I love myself, like looking in the mirror and saying that I love myself. I love you. Like I love myself. If there isn't that, that piece of acceptance, like yet, it's going to start to like break through mm. even if it does say it and you know, i don't feel anything about that like i don't believe that what i just said at all like i it's starting it's starting somewhere i completely agree because i remember when i hated myself and i just didn't like i hated myself for a long time i remember i would make a lot of self-deprecating jokes mm-hmm. and i would really just like I, I would look in the mirror and say almost the exact opposite mm-hmm. I was like who like why do you exist like, there is no reason for you here and I remember getting out of my my deep deep depression one of the things I started with was really I need to stop the self self negative talk I need to accept myself a lot of people don't think about it, but words do have a lot of meaning and a lot of power, especially with yourself. You Mm -hmm. keep saying something over and over, you're going to start believing it. Even when you know it's false, you're going to start believing it. And so I remember I stopped doing self-deprecating jokes. I started catching myself anytime I, I, had a negative thought or something negative that I was going to say about myself or something I wasn't happy with. And I would just make sure I tried to flip it. And, you know, sometimes it still comes out and you just have to be able to accept it and just accept what you've said and move on. Like the, the best way to move forward is to accept what's already there and just take a new step in the right direction. That's something I've been saying to a lot of friends too, is like the way you talk about yourself matters Mm -hmm. because yeah, like you said, that self-deprecating humor or like just the way you talk about things. Like I've been trying to not say I have to do this, but like, I get to do this. Like how wonderful is it that I have like two cats. You can't see them right now, but like I saw this where it's like, I get to clean their litter box because I have these two beautiful furry creatures that bring so much joy into my life. Uh Is it my favorite thing in the world? No, but it's helps them be healthy kitties. And I love them so much. Rephrasing that in my mind is like, okay. And then like kind of snowballs into like more positive things. Oh my gosh. And that lit me so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you do. Seth is a big cat man. He wants, he's going to want to see them. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'll show you them. Baddest cat I have ever seen. Oh my gosh, I'm all about (laughs) it. He's not that big. He's fluffy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that self talk is huge. Mm. And it's wild how it used to be so normalized. Like, in my life, like I would see it all the time. And even for a while, you know, I've come from background of, of improv and some, some kind of like stand up comedy experiences. And I saw such a difference because I started going to comedy clubs and the self deprecating jokes and like this, the self image that other people had was so negative. Mm -hmm. And that was like the thing to do. And I remember just not like there was something deep down where I was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. Like, of mm-hmm. course, there's some funny stuff going on. And like this, these are the people to help me improve my life. And then I remember getting into improv and thinking, yeah, these people are still working on themselves and there's uh, there can still be de- self-deprecation, but there was so much more joy and lightness and because it's there's more focus on teamwork that there was more kind of love given around and the how one held themselves was a little it seemed a little higher 
Now, I'm not saying uh, that is a blanket statement for all improv and stand-up peeps, but that was something that I noticed in when I was in the Seattle area and in more in the comedy space. And once I told and realized my and to, you know told myself that self-deprecating jokes like no longer fit me like who I am there is ways that I love to make fun of myself all the time I mean my my roommate and my partner and I like made uh dinner and had dinner together it, it, last week and I remember something that I said when we were sitting around I said so I said to my partner, I said, so Becca, how can you make fun of yourself today? And then we literally took turns going through our entire <laughs> as ourselves while making fun of ourselves. But it wasn't like self-deprecating. It was just truly like making light of one's own life mm. and, and almost celebrating it through that experience and also kind of releasing any evil within because mm -hmm. of bringing humor and in light to all situations yeah i mean that's, that's pretty cool one of my pillars that i live by is don't don't take things too seriously yeah it's just 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 can't yeah it's like don't take it too seriously but also don't be effing negative to yourself <laughs> <laughs> so i have one last guest question oh, wait, uh, can i ask my question before the guest question? yes please please okay what are things that you personally do daily for your own self-love? Nice. Um, one is that I have a journal, the five-minute journal. If anyone's ever heard of that, uh, that I do in the morning. And it starts with gratitude, one I'm excited about for the day, and two daily affirmations. And so my my daily affirmations have been the same actually for the last uh probably two months I would say you know before that I would change them up and stuff but I, I was like no there's these two really important ones right now that I will just solidify real real hard mm -hmm. myself and one is that I'm a self-love warrior and two that I'm a ritual master which there's a whole fun background to what that is but it's it's basically the next step in this mystery school that I'm in that I'm very excited about because I'm going to it next week in Canada I'm so excited oh my gosh <laughs> but it's like I wanted to begin to embody what that kind of what what that would be like to say that mm -hmm. in the future being like yeah I'm about to be become like a ritual master you can almost think of it say some people say like reiki master or something like that you know it's okay. kind of like in the, in that realm again the the healing space the mm -hmm. um the the magic realms and and just starting my day off with that by starting with with gratitude what i'm excited about and who am i who am i right now like really mm -hmm. um it's such a big gift and i think making sure that I'm giving myself plenty of time boundaries around work or giving energy to certain relationships, making sure I spend time alone. Uh, one of the best things I can do for myself is go out on a walk by myself or go on a bike ride by myself um, and make sure that like, we're like checking with my headspace, like, you know, bringing more and more presence as much as possible. It's like, what am I actively thinking about right now? Like, is this good stuff or is this kind of like something that I'm kind of repeating in my head that I'm kind of like comes from a place of worry or anxiety? Like, let's let that go. Let's, I, I love that about you, Seth. Like, let's let that go. Um, mm -hmm. So labeling it and giving an intention of, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not actually me. Like, that is me, but like, it's not. <laughs> um, and um, I think constantly working towards my, my goals, serving, serving others and serving myself. Like I, I really, I can't beat that. Like there's nothing better than healing the world and healing myself in parallel, making sure that there is, there is beautiful balance in kind of the foundational pieces of my life and making sure I tend 
to, to all of them. And I want to make sure that I get another specific for you because there's, there's good stuff. I know it's one like, other. Oh, what's that? So in the purpose accelerator, we oh. would do uh, breathing exercises every morning. Yes. And it was very good. We would spend about uh, 20, 20 ish minutes yes. uh, doing some breathing exercises. It was just a nice thing to do daily. Just clear your head, really got into it. But one of my favorite parts was after that, right afterwards, we would spend uh, a little bit of time going for everybody that was there. We would talk about three things that we were grateful for that day and three things that we wanted to accomplish that day. And, you know, you weren't limited to the three things, but like just finding someone to tell or just someone to share with what are you grateful for and having to force yourself to find something i made it a goal of mine to find something new every single day because i that you're, that you're grateful for yes that i was grateful for so listeners stop what you're doing right now send us a message tell us what are you grateful for today what are you grateful for just right in this moment it can be something like i have a cup of coffee in my hand i fucking love my cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it can be, it can be also as generalized as like, I have, you know, a wonderful mother. I have, and I'm very grateful for that. So yeah, stop, stop what you're doing right now. Send us a message, send us personally, send it to, to the, the path we take pod on Instagram and just let us know. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Bam. <laughs> Stop your car. Um, Stop talking to anyone. <laughs> Stop breathing. Just send us the message. <laughs> I'm grateful for my car. That's <laughs> well, we do. We want to hear what you're grateful for. And we hope that you can find something to be grateful for today. Do you have anything else for the, the dailies? For the dailies, Just come up um, with anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that comes to mind is I know that my days are so much better when I've used my productivity planner mm. as well, knowing exactly just what are the five most important things to like get done for today. Mm-hmm. Like so many aspects of a past version of myself and people that I still know today used to experience so much shame around not feeling productive, like the Me idea of, of being, mm-hmm. being lazy. I remember I, gosh, the amount of shame that I would feel like if I woke up later than I wanted to, or, um, I mean, especially coming from a really intense college where productivity was like a necessary thing constantly. Otherwise mm-hmm. you're being lazy, you're behind all sorts of stuff. And so of course, like if I don't necessarily get anything, like get anything done finished from, from my productivity planner, like these days, do I get like, does it actually bring up shame about me where I think I'm bad? Um, and that like, there's something wrong with me throughout that. No, that's gone. Like that is, that mm-hmm. is totally gone. Um, the, the worst thing that happens to me nowadays of those types of experiences is I go like, ah dang it like I did want to get more done today like I did but like that's it (laughs) that's literally it um but yeah and so getting clear for me every day like what would move like what would move the needle forward like what would move my life forward what would move me closer to the visions that I that I have and my goals and dreams that I'm that I'm wanting to create because I mean even I've been full-time with Love Amped coming up uh, a few months under two years now. And I would have never guessed that at this point I would have my own group program. Like mm-hmm. Purpose Accelerator happened because I because I freaking went for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and of course, when I initially came up with the idea, I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> is this really gonna happen? Like, is this really gonna happen? And and it happened and it's mm. happening again. And it's going to yeah. be even better this time. Like it's, you have it's a, a second class. Yeah, exactly. Starting November 29th, November 30th, November 30th. Oh, I was close. Yeah. Very close. Very close. Okay. Yeah. And so um, like all of that came from making smaller steps that are actually gigantic steps. And just, just to clarify it. So the productivity journal 
is actually something that I've picked up as well uh, since mm -hmm. going through the, the Purpose Accelerator. And it's kind of something that lists, you list out like before the week, you take a little bit of time on Sunday, you list out, I believe it's the 15 most important things mm -hmm. um, that you want to get done throughout the week. You forces you to label them by importance for each one, which I think is incredibly important. Sure. Uh, and then you go throughout the week and you say, okay, what are the five things each day? What are the five things I'm going to get done today? And you label, okay, how much, is, which one's more important? Uh, and then which order you kind of going to try and work on it. And it really just kind of organizes your day. And I've had many days where I don't finish all of them. I've had many days where I finished all of them and I was like, I feel so accomplished today. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> yeah. And yeah, it just sometimes it just happens really quick and it's okay not to finish these things. You, you got to make sure that you put them in bite-sized chunks, I think is probably what makes it work so well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just put, a, put down, I want to finish this entire project and that's what I'm doing today. No, you be like, I need to do a little bit at a time. Yeah. And, you know, setting yourself up for success with that. Absolutely. So I, I have one last guest question, and I'm really excited for this one. This is a good question. It is a very good question. Is it harder to be in a relationship when you love yourself? And they want to clarify, when you set boundaries for yourself and make sure that you have these boundaries to, to have this self-love, uh, is it harder to be in a relationship because not many people can respect those boundaries? I know, right? Oh my gosh. What a fucking lovely question. Gosh, I love it. Amazing. So many layers to that too. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's bring it back to the research. Mm -hmm. Those that have higher levels of self-love are actually better in relationships. It's one of the wildest things that when I read that, I was like, God, I had a, a sneaking suspicion that's how it was. <laughs> like it's it's ah, oh, Kristen F, you did it again. Thank you. Um, it, supposedly those with high levels of self love are better at boundaries, like setting and um, respecting and understanding of the of these boundaries. They're also better at being. Um, like apologizing and taking responsibility for any oversteps or mistakes in, in relationships. And so the overall understanding of what makes a kind of like harmonious and expansive and loving relationship is because they've found that gentleness in more understanding for themselves. They know themselves better. And because I, I believe that when we know ourselves, that that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give to, to others. Because if someone makes a mistake, we're able to say like, yeah, I get that. Like I've been there. Mm -hmm. like in a way like I've been there like I see that that is a human mistake mm -hmm. and I think part of at the same time say th with the multiple layers of that question there's an aspect of being in relationship where challenge is one of the aspects of like say a, a close romantic relationship Mm. growth is what it's all about and so there's going to be inherently challenges in it and that doesn't make them bad that doesn't say that doesn't necessarily say is it harder to be completely alone by yourself versus being with someone else there's challenges to both sides choose your heart yeah and so i think for me when i think of my own life and I've been in a romantic relationship for coming up on three years now. You guessed the anniversary, November 29th. Um, well, <laughs> I was um, close. I knew it was something. And 
it has been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, without a doubt. And at the same time, it's been one of the most rewarding things of my life, something that I would have never guessed. I would have, I wouldn't, it's like when I, you know, originally started spending time with her, like I, I did have like, I did get these flashes of like, whoa, there's so much like potential here of like what I could see in the future of just like awesome times together and like growing together. And at the, at the same time, like through that, that visioning and growing with someone else can be extremely difficult because two lights shining brightly on each other it's going to show just like all the shadow is going to come up. Like mm-hmm. it's there. Like, and so for me, when I, when you mentioned, and I've talking about forgiveness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that has been insane. Like the finding, you know, the forgiveness in myself, but forgiveness in, in her, like in some of these, in these challenges where it's like, it's, it's kind of working on it you know, childhood stuff that comes up and um, just aspects of myself that I was like, oh man, I thought I was rigid about this thing, but actually, okay, I'm just cracking and exploding open into more love. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And so in a sense, I say like, just like choosing a path of, of self-love or growth for oneself, a, a relationship that is in alignment for like our own paths mm-hmm. for growth, like are going to also be like hard. And at the same time, uh, on the other side is it's always going to be worth it. Like it's always going to be worth it. And I'm not saying that all relationships are going to like, last along like forever like in those realms but I do talk about like creating relationships that last a lifetime mm-hmm. I for example like my when I look at the friendships in my life there's not really been people where I'm like I lost a like I lost a friend like damn we couldn't figure it out and so like that was that mm-hmm. you know like um and so Gosh, it's just so good. So at that same time, with whatever challenges are coming up, it's really important to take care of yourself. Like, say, if something comes up between two people mm-hmm. in a, say, a romantic relationship, it's like figuring out, okay, what is what is what is yours and what is yours, and like, okay, actually, no, that's more like that's more that's more like you stuff, not like blaming, but or shaming or anything. But it's like, yeah, like you gotta let's we're 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 talking about this like you gotta work on that like that's 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 your stuff and like I love you and like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna do my thing over here for a little bit like well you work on that stuff Mm -hmm. and then come back it's like okay cool nice and then something comes up oh oh okay now that's more of your stuff okay okay cool cool cool. or something comes up oh yeah this is something that we both need to work out like together like Mm -hmm. it's um it, it versus um I think there can be the idea that if someone has something that comes up and they got to work on it and then it's like, okay, well, we just can't be together at all right now. Like, I think that's like kind of silly because like it's finding healthy interdependence, like, um, interdependence being different than independence and dependence. Exactly. Exactly. You want to go into that just for real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So say people, (laughs) use the, the old codependency word, like it's going to fucking murder someone, um, <laughs> which like it, it, it can, it has. And mm-hmm. at the same time, like it, it don't want to make that word, like the bad word. Um, but like, so that's when it's like kind of creating very like unhealthy patterns that are not sustainable. And then people are like, wait, who are you? Are you me? I'm you. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> why is why did when you picked up that pen like that I got mad like what the fuck <laughs> um it's like and it's not like saying like okay I only have to be by myself like this is the only way I can do it is be by myself independence fully I don't I don't depend on anyone for anything ever like that also isn't great like we're humans like we're we're communicating right now this is interdependence we're, we're doing this 
Um, I believe you have to have, at least be able to be independent to have interdependence though. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an ever evolving, it's a, it's a wave. Mm-hmm. It's a wave. Um, as I mean, I spent most of my life as a, as a younger child, even though I had friends, I loved my time alone. I loved, 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 loved my time alone. And I would say I was almost in the realm of like, too much in a way aspects of, of independence. Um, so it's being able to find like, yo, we're our own people like together. And like, we are together, like we are doing this. It's awesome. And we're our own people. Like not saying that like, oh, well, I'm my own person. Defensiveness, defensiveness. <laughs> I'm it's just more like, like finding the beauty of, yeah, we are two people doing this thing together. And there's the most power. That's the most power right there. Okay. I also want to clarify that there are definitely some relationships that just don't need to happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't, there's, there's definitely some things that like, you need to know your boundaries and you need to know your lines. And yeah, there's things just should not pass those. And you need to know and have those, have those boundaries. <laughs> Oh my god. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. As as much as I love working through things in relationships, I would definitely say, you know, there's definitely times where it, you know, it's just not going to work and we talked about this a little bit last week and in our breakups nice. episode is like there are just sometimes where it just doesn't work and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Accept it. This, you have to exact exactly it's the self-love that comes from it is mm-hmm. so just accepting it and you know just realizing hey you know now it's 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 time to take a, a different direction and go a new step in life yeah it's like it it's it's great because like uh, what i was speaking to is like regardless of the the compatibility the shared reality <laughs> the like shared vision like you know like all of those things yeah are completely it's like those are foundational you know those are really important to discover Mm -hmm. and actually be very yeah like finding that absolute kind of like honesty in those things Mm -hmm. is so is so important because no matter what the challenges are if there's straight up just incompatibilities like Mm -hmm. if the energetically the relationship doesn't make sense anymore or maybe it never truly fully did but mm-hmm. the relationship served itself mm-hmm. for its time yeah and sometimes relationships just end like it, you got everything you needed out of it on both sides and it's 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 time to just take the new step mm-hmm. natalie did you have any other questions i did not awesome well <laughs> i'm super excited uh, for everyone next week we also have another great episode coming we're going to talk about surviving the holidays with families oh <laughs> and, and figuring that out uh and so stay tuned for next week for that seth one more time where can we find you oh my gosh check me out on loveamp.com and if you're really excited and heard about purpose accelerator and wanting to find more fierce connection to fulfillment and meaning in your life. Um, maybe you're, you hear the word purpose and you go, I just have no idea like what that, <laughs> what that is. <laughs> uh, the next round of purpose accelerator, as we said, is starting on November 30th of this year, 2021. Um, you can find out more information and schedule a call with me to find out if like, this is the right fit for you. Um, on loveamp.com slash purpose dash accelerator. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at loveampedseth and send me a message on there. There's a lot of ways to connect with me mm-hmm. and I would love to connect with you because goodness gracious was the previous version of Purpose Accelerator such an awesome experience and I can't wait for the new and improved experience that we're going to go through. So like Another aspect of that is working on self-love. Mm-hmm. And so if if all of that sounds like something that you want to work towards and just bring more excitement and love and magic and um, beautiful feelings into your life, 
please reach out. Seth, brother. Thank you. Brother. I love you. I love you. I appreciate Aww. you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, little love bites. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. We've had a wonderful chat with you. Absolutely. And thank you, Natalie. Yes, of course. So Appreciate good. you so much. Yeah, just so great. Till next time, love yourselves out there. Love yourselves. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to The Path We Take. I'm Hayden Anderson. And I'm Natalie Lorati. And thank you so much for listening. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Feel free to give us only five-star reviews. Um, Leave your comments, questions over there. And then also follow us on Instagram at the path we take pod. And you can also follow us both on our personals if you want. Way less exciting though. Much, much less exciting. Yeah. Mine's just my first and last name. Mine is H Anderson 333. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Woo!